Hello, and welcome to Hot Oven Time Machine, the podcast where we dive into the history of baking and try out recipes past and present. My name is Joseph, a master amateur baker. Hello, I'm Monty. I am a master baker in training. We wanted to start this podcast because we both just love cooking and baking in general. And I have a huge love of history. And so we took these two things and we smooshed them together. And we're going to see what happens. Yeah, we just smush them together like monster food, essentially. Like you smush butter and eggs. And sugar. And sugar to make a lot of baked goods. Yes. I assume, because as I said, I am an amateur. <laughs> I don't know the whole time, but I'm training, so <laughs> there you go. Why don't, um... More introduction. More introduction? Yeah, okay, like, what did right. you, you study in school? A little bit more about myself. Went to school to learn about audio engineering. Moved up to Nashville with my wife, who's a graphic designer. And I work in the live entertainment industry. But unfortunately, due to, you know, the situation, I'm sure we all know what that is, is globally at this moment. I thought, what the heck? I've been baking a lot during my off time, because I've unfortunately been unable to work, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. I just thought it would be fun. You know, I've gotten really into baking and really love history, so I just thought it'd be fun to dive into this, and my sister enjoys doing this. I guess I should mention my co-host is my sister Yes, and, and my co-host is my brother and roommate. <laughs> <laughs> but we both enjoy this, so we just thought it would be a fun thing, you know, just bring people's spirits up, bring everyone together. I know... Everyone's doing baking right now, but this is our twist on it, all right? Yeah, because we're nerds, because yeah. we just like nerdy stuff. Like, yeah. I want to go hard in the history. I mean, you did get really close to getting history minor by accident. Yes, I did. So I... Part of me wonders if I should have doubled down on that, but... <laughs> you could have... Oh. There's not very many, like jobs that you know you can get with a history degree like you either like, become a history professor or like just you can just say i have a history degree yeah why not just like a double minor for funsies could have i did go to school for eight years because i took the bare minimum course load because that's all i could afford <laughs> but uh that's that's who i am yeah who are you <laughs> even though i already know who you are Sister no, of mine. you don't, actually. Oh, I don't? No. Oh, you've been hiding dark secrets from me this whole time? Yes. Oh, okay. Reveal them. Okay, well, <laughs> I went to college, and um, then I actually went to college to be a music therapist or audio engineer. I was kind of on the fence, and then I dropped out, <laughs> and then I got reconstructed jaw surgery, and then I was out of school for a few months. And then I decided to go to culinary school, and I was thinking about it while I was in college with music classes, but um, culinary was always something that I really enjoyed. Baking always brought my friends together, and I would always stress bake in school, so that's kind of what made me bake even more. So yeah, I just really enjoy food and bringing people together. And that, that, I think that's our main mission, just, just bring people together and just have a fun time talking about food. Yeah. Food's amazing. And that's who we are. Yeah. So we hope you'll continue listening to us. 
These first three episodes are what I'm calling the Holy Trinity of Baked Goods. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but I'm calling my shot here and now. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, we, can, we can just, like, that's our mark, trademark. Today, we're going to start with the humble cookie. Hmm. Are you ready? Mm, yeah, I think I am. Let me strap in. All right, strap in. This is the part where I am going to do a dive in the background and history of cookies. And Monty here will give us color commentary when the urge strikes her. Yes. <laughs> might be often, might not be often. Who knows? You may be struck by my eloquence and the writing I have done. Though I haven't written anything like this in quite some time. Cookie good. Cookie yummy. Cookie gooey. <laughs> Cookie chewy. <laughs> <laughs> The cookie. The warm, sweet, gooey, chocolatey treat we all remember our mom baking on a Sunday afternoon. The smell of brown sugar wafting through the house. So delicious, you risk burning the roof of your mouth because you just can't wait to eat it. What if I told you cookies weren't always like this? Let us travel back to the dawn of man for the history of the cookie. Oh my god, what an intro! <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited now. All right. Have I, have I got your attention? Yes. All you right, cool. piqued my interest. All right. In its earliest form, the cookie dates back 10,000 years when Neolithic farmers were first starting to cultivate grains and learn how to turn basic ingredients into more complex dishes. By modern standards, these distant relatives to our sweet treats were very plain and straightforward. Simply a grain and water paste baked on stones around the fire. A recipe more for sustenance than for savoring as a treat. Over time, this recipe would evolve into the earliest form of what we would call today as uh, the prehistoric biscuit. Hard wafers baked twice for extra long shelf life, perfect for traveling long distances. So, just, you know, back in the beyond way, 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 way back time... It really was just there as a, a way of a very easy form of travel food. You didn't have to worry about it spoiling. It was just, it was there. Mm -hmm. Just kind of a, a rock bread. You could eat it. You'd stay alive. Yeah. Kind of all it was. Just for HP points, you know? Yep, yeah, just purely to keep that health bar up. Yeah. Not, not necessarily there for, for enjoyment. Not at all. Imagine eating rocks. But edible. Edible rocks. <laughs> It wouldn't be until sugar was introduced into Persia in the 7th century of the Common Era before the beginnings of the modern cookie began to take shape. Here, we begin to see the cookie's transformation from bare-bones sustenance into the treat we know today. The chefs of the Middle East began adding butter, cream, and eggs to the pastry mixture that we had mentioned before and sweetening their cookies with honey, fruits, and sugar. This ancestor to the modern cookie was first introduced to Europe through the Muslim conquest of Spain between 711 and 788 CE. So thank you, Middle East. Thank you, Middle East. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have the modern cookie without them, so just remember that. White people ain't done nothing. 
white people ain't done nothing. They <laughs> they always copy and usually make things worse. Yes. I say as a white male. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> By the 14th century, the middle-aged treat would be found at all levels of society throughout Europe. Cookies then hitched a ride across the Atlantic when the Dutch settled on New Amsterdam, now New York, in the 17th century. What we know now as the quote-unquote modern cookie didn't become popular until about a century later when chefs began creaming the butter and the sugar when mixing the ingredients. And that's the key with cookies. Do what? That's the key with cookies. Ah, so, uh, as an amateur master baker, yes. What is uh, creaming the butter and sugar like? Is that just when you mix that together? Yes, you're you're kind of so when you're creaming the butter, it's definitely gonna get it lighter, and it kind of gives it a little air. Okay, so like the the whisking process adds air to it, gives it a fluffier yes sort of finish. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that helps. Partially, with the rise of the cookie, there's other things that rise, but butter makes it light, fluffy, and yummy. Gotcha, okay. So I vaguely had an idea, but now I fully understand the creaming of the sugar and the butter. Yes, and you know, usually like with sugar, helps it dissolve a little into the butter. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it too confidently, (laughs) but... From About 87% confident. Yeah. <laughs> From what I gathered in my culinary class. And that, that is the general history oh. of the cookie. Very interesting. I just imagine it going from rock to cookie. Now, I mean, it did take... Uh, dates back at least 10,000 years. And it wasn't until, you know, the 600s when they were like, hmm... What if we added sugar to this? <laughs> Make it a little <laughs> exciting. So I'm glad it didn't take another nearly 10,000 years before it evolved into what we have currently. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, though, to be fair, like the, the, the more basic, you know, without creaming the butter and the sugar, I'm still like that the pre-modern cookie would still be pretty delicious. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with that. Anything with sugar... And butter, you can't go wrong. Mo butter, mo better. Exactly. <laughs> now, in case you're unaware, we're American, so I'm going to make this purely about us in the next phase. Because that's what Americans do. Of the history do. of the cookie, yes. Because all we care about is us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we are as siblings as well. Yes, it has to be about us. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't care. Yeah. No. I'm just kidding. Or am I? It's for you to find out. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I figured uh, we can talk about the general history of, of a food item and to not uh, cut off too many options for future episodes, depending on the episode. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a more narrow uh, history or background into what we're cooking. And today's recipe that we've decided to focus in on is the, uh, the, the chocolate chip cookie. So we figured that was kind of the pinnacle of what one would think of as the cookie. Mm-hmm. At least in my mind. I don't know about you. Definitely. That or sugar cookies, but... Uh, Ooh, yeah. Sugar cookies are good. But as, as a groundbreaking episode of our amazing show... It's gotta be chocolate chip. Gotta be chocolate chip. It's the classic. Everyone's favorite. It's the goat. Yeah. 
<laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coworker who just it was always, this is the goat. This is the, the goat. The goat. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't think I've heard that since high school. And I did Ugh. not hear that until like earlier this year. So like, oh, okay. I, I was, I was, not, I was unaware of the term goat until then. <laughs> oh man. Oof. I don't know if that makes like. <laughs> the fact that he was bringing it up way after it was supposed to be in the culture or the fact that this was the first time I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. We'll leave that for you to decide. Yeah. The listener. We are um, <laughs> very... There's a very big age gap. It's not huge for us. What? What is it? Seven years? That's not that large. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, You're still dabbing. Like, yeah, dabbing's cool. I'll still dab just to like, get the sibling energy going. But I don't think I've actually seen anyone dab since my junior year of high school. Like, genuinely. My understanding of popular co- culture froze about two years after I graduated high school. Yeah. like it, The teens move too fast these days. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just hold on to what you want to hold on to. Because, <laughs> like, that's, that's your niche, you know? That way, 20 years from now, when I have a kid of my own and I'm dabbing, it'll be the perfect, just embarrassment. Yeah. Like, oh, God, people haven't dabbed in 30 years, Dad. <laughs> And that's what you gotta do for kids, is embarrass them. Exactly. That's, that's like, half of your goal as a parent. Yes. Pure embarrassment. Yeah. So that's what I'm here for. I'm training for that. That's why I dab. Yes. Which, excellent. 10 out of 10. I think it's really, uh, perfect in form. And it's really great when you sneeze. This is also really great audio. I mean, just dabbing and you cannot see it at all. Yeah. This is quite the tangent. I don't know how much of this will... We'll make it into the final cut. We've we've strayed. Yeah, we've strayed quite far. We've strayed quite far. Let us work our way back towards the American chocolate chip cookie. Yes. And now I give you. Was that too dramatic when I read earlier? Mm. I, was, I was trying to like hype up the cookie. That's just generally how you are when you're trying to hype anything up. Oh, so okay. like, fine for me. As long as it wasn't too dramatic. No. All right, cool. I mean, you have to have some dramatics when it comes to history. Yeah, you know. All history is dramatic. Yeah, otherwise, who cares about it? Yeah. And now, the history of the chocolate chip cookie. The All-American Chocolate Chip Cookie was created by Ruth Graves Wakefield and Sue Brides at the Toll House Inn, located in Massachusetts, in 1938. Does Toll House ring a bell? Nestle? Get there in just a minute. During this time period, the Toll House Inn was a popular restaurant that featured home cooking. Wakefield had made a butterscotch cookie that had that she had served with ice cream, but wanted to improve on the cookie recipe. So she chopped up a Nestle semi-sweet chocolate bar and added it to the cookie. Oh, I always thought it was like she it was an accident. Like she actually knocked it in. Reportedly, in earlier versions, it had been, you know, the story was, oh, she accidentally tried to make, you know, it accidentally fell in, or oh, she thought the chocolate would equally melt and turn it into a chocolate cookie. Yeah. But it's actually, she deliberately was, uh, you know, added the chocolate pieces, you know, trying to just add a little bit more sweetness and that chocolatey chunk to it without, you know, going all overboard and making it a full-on chocolate cookie. Oh, okay, so somebody was lying. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're going to find that throughout history. Uh, there there are alternative big, reports. Uh, 
big telephone game. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes the facts get mixed up. Yeah. Sometimes people try to make it more dramatic than it actually is. My apologies for going <laughs> so hard on that. No, it's okay. I was, I was hoping that you maybe had heard that and I could yes. set the record straight. The reason the cookie has become so popular today is that during World War II, when soldiers from Massachusetts received care packages from home, and those soldiers shared it with their comrades, you know, everyone was just going nuts about the chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. And so soldiers began writing home asking for their families to send them these Toll House cookies, and then the recipe spread like wildfire. So, you know, it kind of started out as like a regional cookie, and then about, you know, five or six years later, you know, when American troops went across seas and... People from Massachusetts started sending those cookies over. Word spread, and everyone was like, you've got to send me some of these cookies. I mean, after you eat one, I would want that in a care package as well. Oh, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. All day, every day. All cookies, all the time. Yes. Uh, The reason the uh, Toll House name has kind of lived on along with Nestle is uh, that in 1939, Wakesfield gave Nestle the rights to the recipe for, allegedly... A free lifetime supply of chocolate, and also some paid consulting from time to time. Hmm. So that's why, you know, when you get a package of chocolate chip cookies from Nestle, it'll have, like, Toll House chocolate chip chunks or whatever. Yeah. And that there is the uh, history and background of the chocolate chip cookie. Exciting. And I have even more exciting news. You have more exciting news. What Um, you got for me? Coincidentally, the recipe that I used or base my cookie off of, because I don't follow it perfectly, um, is the Nestle Toll House cookie. Oh, like, you compared compared recipes, and it's, it's pretty much the, the same thing? No, I found it on the website. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I tried a lot of cookies, and this was, like, my favorite cookie recipe. But then, of course, with me, I alter recipes to fill it, fit it to my liking. Because, um... I mean, yes, it's a great cookie, but you can always do it better. Well, I mean, you know, any baker or chef that's worth their salt, uh, you know, will take the recipe and put their own little twist on it or Mm -hmm. change a little something to kind of make it their own or make it fit their tastes. Yeah. And this fits my taste. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... It's going over recipe time. <laughs> um, so let's see here. We know it would be bad audio to just read the recipe, so we'll just give like a, a little overview, you know, just hit the highlights. Yeah. We have a website, hotoventimemachine.com. Well, there you can check out our recipes. Uh, we'll do links to our Instagram for photos if you want references to what they turned out like when we made it. Yeah. I think that's going to be about it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'll link the recipes that I used because, you know, I'm not good enough to make up a recipe. I got to find something and then I'll tweak it or I'll follow it exactly. So we want to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. But, you know, it's just kind of like I choose from a lot of different recipes. I try a lot of things and I just, you got to pick out what's your favorite and just go with it. And then you can always tweak it. But sometimes you have to be careful tweaking it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's there's some experimentation uh, with baking. Uh, yes. That's why I kind of like it is, you know, it's sort of part science, part art. Like, you yes, know, you, you have room to play around with, but then, like, you can't go too far because there is, like, certain 
quantities of ingredient that if you go too hard on, it's going to completely change the dish. Yeah, it's going to just destroy it. In the original recipe, you know, most cookies call for flour, baking soda, salt, butter, sugar, mostly white and brown, vanilla, extract, and eggs, and then of course chocolate chips. Um, one thing I do different is I brown my butter. It gives it more of like a nuttier, richer flavor, which I definitely enjoy. It's just, it's very good. I could not recommend it more. Yeah, um, a couple of times over the, the summer, you've made a couple things with the brown butter, and that just kind of really, for me, just sends it like to the next level. Brown butter just like makes it so good. Yeah, it... Ugh, chef's kiss. I can't even... <laughs> Put words together on how good it is. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I also kind of wanted to talk about the fun thing about brown butter. Um, it's because, you know, butter is made of water, fat, and protein. So, like, when you're cooking it, the water, will, the water is what's evaporating. So, what you're cooking is the butter, fat, and milk proteins. Okay. And that gets it all toasty. Because you'll have, like, a really good chunk of, like, just liquid, you know? And then at the very bottom of what is cooking, it's, like, flaky. Okay, see, my dumb butt didn't even realize that there was protein in butter. I just thought butter was pure fat. I mean, there's a little bit of protein Okay. in everything. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then... So the water, so also when you're browning the butter, is it like reducing the water content because some of that like evaporates off? Yes. Okay. So if you want, say like a cup of brown butter, you're always going to want to add a little more extra butter. I usually do like a tablespoon. Depending on like the butter that you get, you might have to do more, you might have to do less. So, um. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't quite reach a cup, you can always add water. Because usually it's only like a quarter cup that's like been evaporated. It's really not a whole lot. Right. So like essentially you could just add the water back in because the, the main thing is just trying to get that the, flavor. The toastiness. Yeah. Yes, the okay. flavor. Yeah. And always, always, if you're going to make cookies, use dark brown sugar. It makes it chewier. It makes it tastier. That's essentially it. it. Just makes it chewier and tastier. See, I knew it made it tastier. I did not realize that the uh, the brown sugar would change the uh, overall texture of the cookie. That's that's very interesting. It will because um, dark brown sugar versus light brown sugar has more molasses in it. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's essentially just what brown sugar is: is molasses and sugar. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. So dark brown has more molasses, so it's definitely going to make things chewier. And I like I like a chewy, soft cookie. I'm not about that hard shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Like, uh, it has to be a very specific cookie if it's going to be like a sort of harder, drier cookie. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, overall, am in the camp of soft and chewy. Yeah. Soft and chewy cookie all the way. For sure. Another question uh, I had... Since you've just schooled me in uh, the basics of how to brown butter and uh, difference between light and brown sugar, mm -hmm. 
is a is going to be what I'm hoping is a recurring segment of uh, baking soda. Why this bake this way? And the recurring segment will just be why this bake this way. Yes, no, it won't be baking soda every time. Baking <laughs> let, soda let me, edition. <laughs> let me let me clear. Yes, why this bake this way? Baking soda. Baking soda. So, um, <laughs> okay, so everyone always is quite unsure of the difference of baking soda and baking powder. It's, Myself included. Yes, it's very confusing. I mix it up all the time, but it's fairly simple. Baking soda is a sodium bicarbonate, and it's a leavening added to make baked goods rise. Okay. And essentially, baking powder does the same thing, right? Okay. But baking soda is just the base. It doesn't have any acid in the powder. Baking powder is a base and an acid. Oh, uh, okay. So baking powder will have... Will it rise more because it has... Yes. If, if you need more of a rise and you don't have... You can't add too much of a certain acid in your recipe or else it'll change the whole texture completely. Right, okay. That's what you, you you would use baking powder for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they do they do the same job, just at different levels. Yeah. And by slightly different uh, chemical reactions during the baking process. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, with baking powder, it can have an acid in the recipe, or it probably doesn't have an acid in the recipe at all. Okay, but it'll react with something else in there, or during the baking process, it'll still create, you know, some rise. Yes. See, I was totally clueless on the differences. I've started baking more seriously in the past year, but I've baked on and off, you know, for probably the past five years mm-hmm. since I've since I've been married. Uh, I've enjoyed baking treats from time to time, but I, I just never bothered to look up the difference between the two, so... Yeah, I always now knew I there always knew there was a difference. Knew there was a difference. I, Dad I just... would always try to school me every time, but then he'd be <laughs> like, "Wait, I don't remember which one does which, but one is a base and one is a base in an acid." I mean, it doesn't help that they have pretty similar names. Like, you know, yeah. they both start with baking. Yeah. <laughs> we should rename them. We should. Uh, one should be just like. Leavening, and then the other uh, should be leavening plus, or like leavening ultimate, or something like that. No, because then you're still gonna have they both start with leavening. Yeah. (laughs) So then you're gonna have that tricky bit. Here's here's what I want to know. Okay, so this recipe has baking soda in it. Okay. And you know when you mix. The ingredients together it creates the carbon dioxide, which will expand your dish. Right. What do you think the acid is in the cookies? Oh, interesting. Um, hmm. Is it from the eggs? Because I'm thinking like amino acids. I actually um care. I don't think eggs are technically. An acid? Well, uh, I know they're not acidic or, like, pure acid. Yeah, I know I, they're, they're protein. I don't but remember I figured... their pH level. <laughs> um. But I figured, you know, eggs have, like, amino acids because it's supposed to be, like, the building blocks of... Um, I think with eggs, you focus more on the protein okay. aspect than you would on acid. Did it, does it have milk in it? No milk. No milk? Okay. Cookies um. usually don't have milk. 
I should probably give myself the three strikes and I'm out here. Otherwise, I'm just going to list off every ingredient until I get it. Yeah, so that's li- two. <laughs> um, butter. It is not the butter. Ah, shucks. All right. Well, let's let's give our let's give our fans at home a minute to, to shout into their pod player of choice uh, while they know the correct answer. Or into the air. Or into the air, or to their neighbors through the walls. If they're going grocery shopping. Yeah. All right, and the okay. answer? <laughs> the answer is brown sugar in this case. Oh! Brown sugar is an acid. That was probably going to be my absolute last guess. Yes. And you're actually right on milk. Milk is an acid. Okay, just this ingredient doesn't have milk in it, so... Yeah, this... Wouldn't react. No, not at all. And another one would be honey or lemon juice. And that... Okay, and then that makes more sense to our conversation earlier, where... Uh, you know the brown sugar, like it ha- does it have it has more molasses, and so mm-hmm. that's why it has more acid. And then you kind of get a better texture if you use brown sugar versus, yeah, or dark brown sugar versus light brown sugar. Yeah. Oh, well, that just makes all perfect sense now. Yeah. So now we we've we've delighted you in the history of the cookie in general and the chocolate chip cookie, and now we've discussed the recipe and sort of. Quizzed. Yeah, quizzed me a little bit and uh, discussed a little bit of the chemistry and science behind it. I I think now we we deserve, I think, at this point... A little tweet. A what? A little tweet. Oh, a little... uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A little treat. (laughs) A little tweet. (laughs) Okay, Kaylee has prepared for us a a glorious example of, of... the chocolate chip cookie. Absolute units of a cookie. Oh, that smell delicious. I know. You're really getting that brown butter and oh, yeah. the brown sugar. Can definitely smell it. It's really nutty. That's how you know when it's starting to cook is when it starts smelling nuttier. See, I'm going I'm to split it in half. With break the- it in half here. I know breads have oh. crumb to... Would you consider the inside of a cookie crumb? <laughs> yes, there is a good crumb to it. Okay. Yes. Good good mixture of chocolate. We we used, uh, instead of breaking up giant chunks, it's just your regular old uh, little chocolate chips. But they are Nestle, so we, we wanted to make sure we yeah. stuck true to form. Yeah. One way to make it really good is if you do take a chocolate bar and you chop it. Because when you get, like, those really fine chopped bits, Ooh, yeah, you, they you, melt so good in the cookie. You, and you get, like, a variation of, like, you can have, like, a really big chunk and little just little slivers mm-hmm. of and chocolate. The, and the shavings, ugh, adds to the texture again. Yeah, this is a, we'll post pictures of these. That way you're not just having to purely imagine. I, I think now we're going to... This has been really hard. We made... I say we. Monty made these <laughs> yesterday. And we've been having to wait roughly 24 hours until we recorded, and it has been torture to not eat one of these. We wanted to do a live taste testing on the recording, so mm-hmm. I think on, on a count of three... Yeah. One, one two, two, three. three. Mm, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I should have microwaved these to help simulate the right out of the oven. Oh man. <laughs> These would be delicious microwave. But even like room temperature, ah, just that the 
I never know. I never knew that the molassesy kind of flavor is what I really loved in a good chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. Like now that I know, like all these ingredients that go into it and the reactions and how it all combines, it's really that darker molassesy flavor that is just really sticking out to me. And then the the semi sweetness of the chocolate just really kind of balances it all out. Mm-hmm. It's so good. There's just that real small, slight bit of like butterscotch flavor oh yes from the brown butter yeah that's from the brown butter i have to say this is a very good cookie yes (laughs) if you are looking for a very delicious cookie recipe you cannot go wrong with what is the modern equivalent of the original chocolate chip cookie recipe straight from nestle this is hands down probably one of the best cookies i've eaten this year (laughs) Mm. and you really just gotta make it your own you know hmm my compliments to the chef. Thank you. <laughs> Master baker trainee, but not a chef yet. But thank you. Chef in training. <laughs> yeah. Chef adjacent. <laughs> Let me tell you, though, when I made these cookies for my coworkers, they went absolutely... Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> I can see why. Not to be like, yes, give me attention. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but also, I really enjoy... The pure childlike excitement people get from eating sweets. It just like it, it teleports you to like just a simpler time. You know, you can just you can have this delicious sweet treat and just for a moment just kind of get teleported somewhere else, you know? Just somewhere simpler and safer and just delicious. Yes, like in a kitchen with your mom. Yes. On a sunny day afternoon in the summer in the the heat is melting the chocolate on your fingers and making them all sticky. What an amazing time. Ooh, we should have got ice cream to go with these. Oh my god. Because that's how that's how the original oh, chefs were man. making them. Oh, that would have been so good. And you know, we were talking about making these absolute units of cookie. Like, they're legit probably bigger than the size of my palm. Yeah, these turned out quite large. <laughs> we had a very big scoop. Um, We did talk about making ice cream cookies. These will make the perfect ice cream cookie. You get that, like, good vanilla bean ice cream. Sorry, I'm having a hard time adding more I know, you're, commentary. You're I'm just going ham on that cookie. I'm just finishing this cookie out. It is so good. I just don't want, like, too many mouth sounds. I don't want to annoy people with that because I don't particularly enjoy mouth sounds. Oh, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you were respectfully doing it. Your mouth was still closed. Yeah, well, and I was also trying to make sure I finish my bite or get close to it before I start trying to say my next thought out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm one bite away, guys. I'm just I'm just going to finish it. This is so good. Yeah, I'm not the best mm. at flavor profiles, like explaining them. Like, I understand how things taste. But words don't work. Words are hard sometimes. <laughs> words are very hard sometimes. But that's my main problem in school is they're like, okay, describe aroma, flavor, texture, oh, mouthfeel. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> that was a very good cookie. <laughs> I know. I'm sad that that one is done. But luckily we still have like a whole batch of them. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to restrain myself. I'm going to the kitchen. I'm getting six more like my inner child wants. And be the proper adult and finish out this podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh. Oh. Mm, seven. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't mean. 
I'll give it an 8 just because of the, like, staccato kind of thing you did there. Speaking of ratings, I just had a brilliant idea. Should we have an ongoing ratings of recipes that we try? Oh, that would be exciting. And, like, just every now and then, I don't know if we would go back and, like, talk about the ratings or not. I don't know. It could be a fun thing to just check it out on the website and just see what we compare recipe ratings, though might not be super useful if we give them all like 10 out of 10 or anything (laughs) yeah well here's the thing this is my tried and true cookie recipe but in the future i know i'm going to be using recipes that i haven't done before because that's the point of this podcast yeah that is true like yeah with with this we we definitely chose sort of safe territory but we just thought it would be a good area you know to start out the first few episodes just on some solid you know some solid foods that everyone's familiar with. Yeah, we're not going to, like, come busting out with croquembouche first episode. <laughs> that would be absolutely insane. Gotta, gotta stick with a standard sort of, uh, you know, baking recipe. Yeah, something simple, something sweet. So, uh, I guess as far as that goes, like, this recipe, I would say 9.5 out of 10. I want to go 10 out of 10 on the first, because you got to give some room, but yeah. like I'm going to be a little ridiculous. 9.5 well, out of 10. what's that point five? you know, in the negative aspects? Uh, just, just the fact that, like, it's a very good cookie. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's the perfect cookie. Yeah. But it's definitely, like... Oh, it's just a good... I'm just, it's really I'm just leaving good. room for, like, yeah. if I eat a better cookie. Because mm-hmm. if I call this 10 out of 10 and I eat a better cookie, then I'm going to have to, like, redo the whole scale. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Gotta leave some room for improvement. I would definitely, for this one, just give us a plain 9 out of 10. Because I prefer it with the chopped chocolate. Fair enough. I'm not a huge fan of, like, chocolate chip morsels, if that makes sense. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, they hit different. Okay, yeah. I could see that. And you can always get higher quality with just bars of chocolate. True, yeah. It's kind of like a... It's kind of like when you buy a block of cheese versus pre-shredded cheese. Like, it's just, just that little bit fresher when you grate it yourself. Yeah. So you have the bigger block of chocolate that just kind of acts differently. Yeah. See, I'm a lazy baker, and so any anything that I can buy sort of in its easiest form, say, is chocolate chips versus a bar of chocolate, I'm always going to lean towards those chocolate chips. <laughs> Man, you gotta put your heart and soul into it. My heart and soul is into it. But my, in a lazy my, way. But my heart is lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is my nature. <laughs> Fair. I can't argue with that. Alright, solid 9.5 for me. Solid 9 from Kaylee. We'll have to see what we give our recipe next week. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through this first episode. And I hope you stay with us through the next few. And Yes, please. <laughs> enjoy it and spread it amongst your friends if you had a good time here we're open to suggestions if you have some fun recipes you'd like us to try out or any fun challenges you'd like to give to us we have a few that we've baked up ourselves (laughs) four for a dad joke (laughs) (laughs) i'll take it your dad jokes are never gonna get a high rating i hope you know that unless it's like really good that only drives me to make them more There you go. Rating on food, rating on dad jokes. But thank you so much for listening today. Uh, If you want to check out our website, 
where we will keep recipes, recipes, uh, links to the recipes, images, any upcoming news or anything else we think of. It's it's pretty bare bones as of right now, but who knows? Yeah. Might go crazy. Might go ham. Yeah, we'll definitely get stronger the more episodes that we do. Stronger, better, faster, harder. Is that that, that French? The French. guys that wear the helmets? They're French? Yeah, you know they're French. Daft Punk is French? Yeah. I think. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to reevaluate my life real quick. Um, clearly I don't know enough. But yeah, you can check out our website, uh, check out our Instagram, you can find us at Hot Oven Time Machine Podcast, we'll be posting photos there, maybe some behind the scenes, uh, little goofs and gags that yeah. we might come up with along the way. Yeah, I might even post pictures of ourselves just so you can put faces to voices. Unless you're like me and just like to make up your own imagination of what podcasters look like, because I'm, ne- I'm never one to seek that out. I but gotta know. There, there, there are podcasts I've listened to them for years, and I still don't know what they look like. I gotta know. <laughs> it's just like, I'm too curious. But you can find our Instagram at Hot Evan Time Machine Podcast. I don't remember if I already said that, but I'm making did, this for the edit. that's okay. <laughs> Do you want to plug your personal podcast? Nope, not personal podcast. Would you like to plug your personal Instagram handle? Oh, God. Um, well, the funny thing is... We can link it. <laughs> yes, because it's spelled really weird. And you'll think it's like Montea or something. Montea Bea. Montea Bea. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> But no, it's Monty B, but like, I, tea. I like drinking tea, okay? So that goes in there. And then, you know, B-E-E, because our last name starts with a B, and bees are cute. I'm not going to go into the whole logistics of why my username is my username, but I like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Mine's easy. Joseph underscore Hayden underscore. Boring white guy Instagram account name. And don't you usually just post photography on there. I do post photography on there, so you don't have to follow me if you don't want to, if you're not into photography. I might start posting more baking stuff, but they'll probably also go on the main Instagram account. Go follow him. Okay? He needs he needs hype for his photography. It's amazing. If you want. No biggie. Go follow him. <laughs> uh, if you also love this enough to uh, give us your financial support, check out patreon.com slash hotovintimemachinepodcast. Uh, you know, we're just starting out, so just every little bit helps. Just whatever you can throw our way. If you can't, just spread the word. That's all we ask. Just We just hope you have a good time here and, and enjoyed yourself. Yeah, just all about sp- spreading. Spreading! Just, just all about spreading <laughs> happiness. So make sure you spread some happiness beginning at the beginning of this year. And we'll see you guys on the next time. Yep, on the next time with cake. Burner. <laughs> <laughs> Burner. <laughs>